It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It is about 11.30 a.m. here on the East Coast. I think that's enough time to rip the Band-Aid off. Um, So Kyrie Irving did a thing last night. And, uh, yeah. Uh, What can the Magic learn from that? And how much does it really matter? How much does anything really matter? It's time for Locked On Magic. Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 16th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosserich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, yeah, Kyrie Irving did that thing. The Nets scored 150 points. It was not a pretty game. Um, and we'll have to deal with it and wrestle with it. And then we're going to have to put it to bed and figure out how to move forward and figure out what, whether this game is something meaningful or something meaningless. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment before but first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it is your first listen of the day, whether it is right when we upload, no matter when you put us on, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember those great Locked On podcasts covering every team in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, and college too. Check them out wherever you download podcasts at. Just search for Locked On in the team you're looking for. Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Look, um, Kyrie Irving is really good. Um, that's not a crazy statement. I don't think he's a really good basketball player. Uh, he is a scoring savant. He is a, a dribbling savant. Uh, and pairing him with other good players, such as Kevin Durant, only makes defending him harder. And then you take out the Magic's best perimeter defender right now in Jalen Suggs, who honestly probably wouldn't have done anything more. Um, And things get bad. Kyrie Irving scored 60 points last night for the Brooklyn Nets in a 150-108 to Brooklyn Nets win. It is the most points ever scored at the Amway Center. It is the... Uh, he became the fourth player to score 60 points against the Orlando Magic. I will note that the uh, number one player, Michael Jordan, on that list had 64 in a loss. Um, so again, not everything. Um, it was uh, the most points the Magic have ever given up in a game, I believe, at 150. Um, it, it set all the most points in Nets history. It set all kinds of bad history for the Orlando Magic. And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, if you watch the post game show on Bally Sports Florida, Brian Hill, who's been in the league a long time, dealt with Michael Jordan at his peak as a head coach. 
he was kind of speechless about uh, the performance that Kyrie put on. And to some extent, yes, uh, there, there was nothing Orlando could have done with some of the shots that Kyrie hit. Um, he hit tough floaters. He hit tough layups. He hit tough jumpers. Um, even when Orlando played good defense, Kyrie Irving made shots. And, and as Jamal Mosley said after the game, you tip your hat off to them. You tip your hat off to a great player. You Sometimes there's nothing a good defense can do. And, and, and we've talked a lot about how the Magic have been playing better defense lately, have been playing some really good defense lately. This was not that. And, and, and honestly, like, I don't care that Kyrie Irving scored 60 points. Like, to me, yes, that's a headline that creates a lot of highlights. I, I cut highlights for, for, the, for my day job at Spectrum Sports 360. Um, it did not air because of the storms last night. Um, but every highlight was just Kyrie Irving just going off. Um, you know, that's, that, that's, that's the easy headline here. That's the easy headline. But that's pretty irrelevant to this Magic team and, and, and to what actually happened. Because you could give up 60 points to a guy and still give yourselves a chance to win. Remember, Devin Booker scored, what, 70 and, and a loss. So the individual, the Kyrie Irving stuff, Yes, the Magic could have played better defense. Yes, the Magic probably should have knocked him on his ass one time. Um, yes, the Magic weren't physical enough. They weren't they weren't engaged defensively, but they weren't engaged defensively at all. And to me, that's what was killer about this game. It did not matter how many points Kyrie Irving scored. It did not matter any of that stuff. It was that the Magic's defense let go of the rope completely. That's the part that kills me. And yeah, so Kevin Durant had a couple of really nice shots early on, hit some tough shots early on. The Magic kind of got sucked into a pace vortex, which does happen. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying um, that, you know, the Magic were in control of the game. They played at a pace that I was I really liked early on. They were able to keep up a little bit with the scoring early on, but then once their shots stopped falling, the defense wasn't there as the backstop like it has been the rest of the season. Like, Joel Embiid just put up a big game against this team, and the Magic's defense kept them in it. The Magic's defense kept them fighting back. As Jamal Mosley has said, this team needs to be about their defense. This team needs to be about defense. That's what this team's identity is. That's where the team has had a little measure of success this year. The Magic right now have had, have one of the worst offenses, not only in the league, but in NBA history. Um, they are struggling to make shots. And yeah, you can't win if you don't make shots. And so... It's hard to support anything without an offense, and that's something that Jeff Weltman's going to have to address this offseason. Get some guys who can put the ball in the basket. But this team, looking at this group, their success is built on their defense. It's it's measurable. It's, it's clear that if this team's going to have any kind of success, this group is going to have any kind of success, it starts with their defense. And so, honestly, like, again, the Kyrie Irving stuff, doesn't bug me as much because he hit tough shots. The Magic let him get into a rhythm early, and that was their mistake. That was that was part of the problem. They didn't enter the game with a. If you if you're going to play this kind of a team, you got to enter the game strong defensively. You can't just ease into the game defensively because Durant's going to kill you, which he did, and then Irving's going to kill you, which he did. But so did everybody else. The Nets shot sixty percent from the floor. They had thirty five assists on like fifty field goal makes. They had they made 20 of 27 in the first quarter when they scored 48 points, the most points allowed uh, in a quarter by the Magic this season. Um, they 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 moved the ball with impunity. There was no physicality. There was no desire defensively. And the Magic were just a step behind everybody. It wasn't just Kyrie Irving. At a certain point, 
the Nets just wanted to feed Kyrie Irving and give him the ball. But, you know, they allowed so many players to get going. Um, They allowed uh, Kessler Edwards to score 14 points. Uh, Blake Griffin, or Patty Mills had 15 off the bench, made five three-pointers. 13 of the 16 three-pointers made by Kyrie Irving, who had eight, and Patty Mills, who had five. Brooklyn finished the game with 35 assists on 53 field goal makes. This wasn't... Kevin Durant had seven assists. Kyrie Irving had eight assists in a game um, where they just scored whatever they wanted to. Um, It's, you know, again, it's... It wasn't just about Kyrie. Um, and that's the serious concern right here. Is for the first time in a while, and, and the Memphis game is certainly up there, um, for the first time in a while, the Magic let go of the rope. Um, you know, if there's one thing that we can always say about this team, it's that they play hard, they play to the final buzzer, they they stay with things, they keep, you know, they 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 don't give up. And the Magic to a certain extent didn't give up in this game, but they didn't play the way they need to play. And, and you know, frankly, we're at a point where we shouldn't be counting that moral victory of, oh, they played, they came back from a 20-point deficit down to 10. No. We've seen this team compete with good teams. We've seen this team beat good teams. We're past that point. We shouldn't be excited because, oh, they had a nice little 10-minute, uh, five-minute stretch in the fourth quarter of a game that that's no longer that's no longer matter. They shouldn't let games reach that point anyway. They should be in these games at this point. Or they've at least raised the bar on themselves to say we should be in these games. Um, and so, again, it, Kyrie was great. He's an individually great player. This is a game that was inexcusable for the Orlando Magic. And, and it's a game that's going to have to take some introspection to, to push this team forward, to get this team to the next to the next step of this rebuild. Rebuilding teams, bad teams like the Magic, and yes, the Magic are still a bad team. They still have the record that they have. That you know, even though they're playing a whole lot better after the All Star break, they're still a young team that's going to make a lot of mistakes. They're going to have bad nights. This was a bad night. This was a no good, terrible, awful bad night. It shouldn't have been this bad. That's the point. That's the point of all this. It shouldn't have been this bad. And the Magic are past the point of playing games that get this bad. Like I always say. You don't lose by 30. You don't go down by 30 because of what the other team's doing. You go. I, I'm less concerned about what the team that's up 30 is doing to get a 30-point lead and more concerned with what the team down 30 is doing to get a 30-point lead, to give up a 30-point lead. What the Magic did in this game is they didn't play defense. They didn't play the way they know they have to play to succeed. And so now the big question is, how do they respond? Is this just a momentary blip or is the team about to spiral again? We'll ponder that thought coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Price Picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award winning app, Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and we know you will too. It's easy to use and it's easy to play. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You don't have to worry about going up against these professional players who load up their load up these prize pools with their picks and take all the money, leaving you only to get your money back unless you get really lucky or you're just you just happen to be really good at picking players. This is you versus the numbers, not you versus anyone else. 
Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. less. It's really that easy. And PrizePix offers safe and fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix offers a variety of options. They offer any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds, even steals. PrizePix even allows mixed sports entries. So you can enter, enter, enter picks for Thursday's game between the Magic and Pistons, the only NBA game on the docket on Thursday. We'll get that on NBA TV. And you can add... NHL games, or you can add NCAA tournament games. And Prize Picks doesn't just offer the NBA; they have options on the college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more when they're all in season. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get fifty dollars for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast with nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So again, game happened. It's over. It's done. Magic gave up 150 points. Magic gave up 60 to Kyrie Irving. Probably could have been more if Kevin Durant were trying a little bit harder, at, you know. But you still had 19 on like nine on six for nine shooting. It it, it was a bad, 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 bad night. The worst off, the worst defensive night of the season. Orlando gave up, I think it was 144 points per 100 possessions. So again, played at the pace they wanted to play at. Um, but just a, a really, really, really bad night. And so here is the question. Is this just one bad night against a really good opponent? Or is this the sign that this team is starting to lose grip or, or starting to slip in some key areas? Um that is the ultimate question. It's a young team. We know there's going to be some waves of inconsistency. We know there's going to be uh, some moments where they don't quite have it all together. And obviously the offense is still the biggest thing holding this team back. Um, you know, if the Magic were able to score a little bit better to keep up with Brooklyn a little bit longer, maybe that would have given their defense time to, to get back in shape. Although I, I highly doubt it with the way that this game was played. Um, but but here's the, here's the question then. Is this it? Is this who this team's going to be? Is is what is this team going to do to 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 make good good on this? To to, to erase this moment? To erase uh, this this poor performance? It's one game, um, and so you don't want to overreact to things. But while the Magic entering the game had the top defense in the league since the All Star break, there was some slipping defensively. Um, you know, again, they, it, wasn't, it, shouldn't have, it should never have gotten this bad, but 
you know, they, they've given up 110 points per 100 possessions more or more in I think their last three games entering this one. Um, there was definitely some slippage, especially as the offense seemed to gain more confidence and and, and pick up pick up some steam itself. It's going to be hard to say um, because, you know, I think the one thing that I think this team is missing and the one thing that I think that this team still struggles with is they struggle to play against elite defenses or elite offenses, I should say. Um, Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. Yeah, the, the Joel Embiid had that 50-point game in essentially three quarters earlier in the season when the Magic weren't playing great defense. He still had a big game, even though he struggled to shoot in Sunday's game and took over that game late to help Philadelphia get the win. As good as Orlando's defense is, they still are susceptible to big stars. And some of that is their offense can't match. Some of that is their offense can't go toe-to-toe with these stars either. I'm not here to say that that if Orlando had played better defense, they would have won this game against Brooklyn. They probably still would have lost and still would have lost by 20, but at least their defense would have been a little bit better and they wouldn't have been as embarrassed as they were. But this Magic team has struggled against elite offenses. The Memphis Grizzlies, after the All-Star break, ran rough shot over this team. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, obviously, uh, are not an elite o- elite offense, but Embiid and Harden were able to find cracks in, in, in the veneer. Um, you know, you go beyond that. The Atlanta Hawks before the All-Star break just pummeled this team. The Magic have struggled against elite players. And, and again, that's the biggest statement that, okay, Orlando needs elite players themselves. And, you know, certainly they're missing an, an elite defender in Jonathan Isaac. And, you know, they're, they're missed they're, they're, they've got, they can only work with the pieces they have, but the Magic are still a missing elite talent. And that's ultimately what it takes to beat these kinds of teams, especially when the best players are putting in these kinds of performances. Um, for certainly that is part of the equation here. That is part of what happened. What's happening here is the magic still miss elite talent. And that's, that's a lesson that we've driven home over and over and over and over again. And a lesson that's still painfully obvious, but the magic have to move forward here. Um, they have to forget this game. They have to just kind of put it in the trash, but they have to make sure they understand the lessons of this game too. And that is that their defense has to lead the way. They have to step back onto the court on Thursday against the Detroit Pistons, and they have to be the aggressors. They have to they have to take their anger out on a, on a Pistons team that's also playing better, um, but also like the Magic, you know, maybe missing elite talent or missing developed elite talent because Kate Cunningham is pretty good. Um, the Magic have to. The Magic have to respond. Um, and, and that's something that they've typically been pretty good at when they've had bad losses, whether it was the overtime loss to the Celtics or, um, you know, or, 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 or that wherever, uh, or the loss of the Pacers, um, they've responded pretty well. They've come back the next game pretty focused. And, and I think that's a testament to both coach Jamal Mosley and a testament to these players that yes, they, they understand that they're not going to have their best every night. And when they don't have their best, they're going to really look bad, but they respond in kind, but I don't think they faced a loss quite like this one. Uh, and certainly um, they have to recommit themselves to the way they know they need to play. The truth is, though, the next two games are not really the test. Um, I mean, yes, I want them to beat Detroit and Oklahoma City. I don't care about the tanking odds. I think this team is good enough to beat those teams. And I think at home, they should expect to beat those teams. Um, those are games the Magic should win. And, and um, Detroit's going to be a really difficult opponent. They're playing really, really well right now. Um, I think that'll be a really good test for this Magic team and, 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 a, and a good challenge for this group, especially coming off this loss. But we're not going to get a chance to see this team 
test itself against an elite offense or an elite offensive player again until next Tuesday against the Golden State Warriors. Um, and that's a big game. I, I'm circling that game on my calendar now because I want to, you know, we, you know, we've said a few things about this team. We want to see them. Uh, we want to see them begin to form this, this sh- sh- shade of their identity and, and figure out how they want to play. I want to see them beat good teams. I want to see them play well against good teams that are in playoff mode and, and need these need these wins. Their win against Minnesota last week was a fantastic win. That was a great win for this team. It was exactly – a lot of people said that might be the best win of the season for the Magic because of how good Minnesota was playing. Minnesota said we needed that wake-up call. We've been playing a lot of teams that are going through the motions. That Magic team snapped us to attention because they did not go through the motions. They went for it. They beat us. You know, Philadelphia also complimenting the Magic and their young talent and their fight. You know, again, it maybe maybe they got Orlando got built up too much and Brooklyn took them too serious, took them a little more seriously than they otherwise would have. But at the end of the day, the Magic need to be able to perform against the best teams. And, and that, you know, as as good as the stats and as good as the numbers have been for the Magic, they're um, you know, I think still 20th in the at least entering last night's game, they're 20th in the league in defensive rating. Since January 1st, I think they're 10th in the league in defensive rating. And since the All-Star break entering last night's game, they were first in the league in, off- in defensive rating. That's probably dropped to like second or third at this point. Um, that's what 140 points per one of the sessions will do. Um, this team does have the makings of a good defensive team. But when you match them up against the best teams, it falters. And that makes you believe that it's not quite there yet. It's certainly not quite there yet, uh, but it's not as real as maybe it should be. That's the unfortunate thing about what Brooklyn did last night is it definitely punctured a little bit of a punctured a hole in the balloon in the, in the balloon that's blowing up there um, and let some of the air out. And so the magic now have to respond. And that's the big thing. The magic now have to respond. That's what they have to do here. The next game, the next set of games, the magic have to respond. They have to make this game a blip. This game was a bad night against a superstar opponent. No more of that. Go out there, defend well, be who you are. If the Magic do that, then we don't ever have to talk about this crap, this bad game ever again. You only have one more segment to do that. Um, and that's what the Magic have to do. They have to make this a blip and not something permanent. We'll run through the final box score, talk about the Magic and their players and how they did. We'll ignore the Nets for now because we've talked about them enough. Coming up here in just a moment. But first, this time of year where we've pretty much given up on all our New Year's resolutions. We've lost that hour of sleep. You know, we don't want to be thinking about ways to better ourselves. We just want that hour of sleep back. Uh, I know I certainly do. But I'm here to challenge you and to challenge myself to stick to our resolutions, to eat right, to Get on that bike to, to do all to do all the things that we said we were going to do back on December 31st. Well, the way that the way that's going to help you do that is to eat is to snack and eat healthy. And Built Bar is here to help you with both. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 1% real chocolate, whether it's their marshmallow puff bars, whether it's their regular bars, you will find a Built Bar that is right for you. They're covered in 1% real chocolate, so you get that chocolate fix that you need while still eating a relatively healthy snack. These bars are low-calorie, high-protein, so replace your candy bars with these. They're a whole lot better for you. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. 
They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it, and it will be delicious. I can tell you from all the Bilt Bars that I have tried, they taste exactly like what they say on the bo- on the wrapper, which is not always a thing with the protein bars. Um, it's really uncanny. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like I said, I don't want to hover over this game for too long. Um, You know, we know what happened. Um, Kyrie Irving is really good at basketball. He knows how to put the ball in the basket. Magic have not had a player. I mean, even Tracy McGrady probably was not a score quite like him, but um, although Tracy McGrady was very, very good. Um, yeah, it, it, he Kyrie Irving was really good. Um, and, you know, Magic were really concerned about Kevin Durant. That opened the door for Kyrie Irving, and then they just couldn't stop Kyrie Irving. That's, that's the story of the game. Defense was bad all the way around. They, they kind of broke their defense to just try and get the ball out of Kyrie's hands in the second half. That didn't really work. Um, it was just, it, it, everything was just bad, bad, bad. But, um, you know, Orlando's offense still kind of kicked it for a little while. Um, they scored 56 points in the first half. I think Jeff Turner said on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast um, that, that you know, Magic sitting at 56 points at halftime. Their offense is playing really well. Um, and in fact, Orlando, the, Orlando does end up shooting just 37.9% for the game. But in the first, and they were at 37.3% in the first half. But, um, you know, so I wouldn't say their offense was playing well per se. Um, they were getting to the line. They were kind of putting themselves in positions to score, uh, but it was also just not good enough. And, and it was just them trying to keep up with the Nets instead of getting stops, which is how they actually need to play. Um, Orlando's led in scoring by Cole Anthony with 19 points, five for 11 shooting, three for six from deep, six for nine from the foul line, seven assists, just two turnovers for him. Um, you know, again, it's good to see Cole get have have a good good offensive outing like this. Um, he's starting to put together a few good offensive outings. Um, and so I think that's a good sign for him moving forward. He was really good offensively. Again, just so much of the focus here on the defense. Um, but he did a good job kind of getting himself uh, getting himself in the lane and kind of initiating action, in, initiating action for the Magic. Uh, he did not have the cover on Kyrie Irving for the most part. There was a lot of switching going on, but RJ Hampton was the primary defender on Kyrie Irving um, and RJ was just late on getting around screens. He was just, he was just chasing them all night. And that's, that's, that's again, why the magic lost this one. Wendell Carter, 18 points, six for 11 shooting uh, five for five from the foul line, seven rebounds, four assists for him. Again, just much of the same things from Wendell Carter. Like the typically like 108 points is enough for the magic to win games. Like they didn't shoot the ball well. And, and, and those stats are a little bit inflated because the pace was so high. Both teams were kind of just running right back at each other. And the Nets are just better at it. Um, you know, I kind of say that about the Memphis Grizzlies. Like when the Magic played the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies do all the things the Magic want to do. They're just better at it. And 
I don't think the Magic should ever change their style. I don't care that the pace was up in this game. I don't care that that's how Brooklyn wanted to play, and and that kind of fed what Brooklyn was trying to do. Orlando needs to play their style. They need to play their their play their way, um, and and they need to be comfortable playing at this kind of a pace. And and Orlando did a good job pushing the pace offensively. They did a good job getting out in transition when the opportunity was there. They did a good job kind of push getting into the lane and doing doing their thing. Um, but. Um, by the same token, their defense needed to have a lot more control. They were l- very disorganized in transition when the Nets ran back at them, and obviously just a little, uh, obviously completely disorganized. You know, trying to navigate how to handle Kyrie Irving throughout the course of the game. Um, but Wendell Carter had a nice little game again, just a typical Wendell Carter game at this point. Eighteen and seven is is what we expect from him. Franz Wagner, sixteen points, five for thirteen shooting, two for two from deep. He had a really nice game. It was good to see him kind of get himself going offensively. The ball just kind of found him in this game for whatever reason. This was a game where Franz got a lot of shot opportunities. He had 13 field goal attempts, trailing only his brother who came off the bench and played 22 minutes. Um, Franz did a really good job attacking the lane. He got his Euro step going. He was able to get in the lane. Didn't always finish at the rim. Oh, it didn't always finish those shots, um, but was really good at kind of getting to the spots that, that we know he's capable of scoring in. Um, so if this is if this can kind of reawaken him a little bit, get him going again, get him out of the rookie doldrums that he might be facing right now, um, that that'll be a really good uh, effect that comes out of this game. His brother Mo Wagner, seventeen points, seven for fifteen, shooting eleven rebounds. Most of that in garbage time. Not going to really learn a whole lot from that. Um, Markel Fultz probably had his worst game since returning. Uh, five points, one for seven shooting, three for four from the foul line. Only three assists for him. Um, and, and he honestly, he honestly really struggled with Kyrie Irving. Like Kyrie's movements um, really kind of. Took him off balance. This was this he was this was not a good defensive game for Markel either. Um, and and, and obviously, like we we've seen a lot from Markel. We've gotten a lot from him. He was bound to have a bad game. He was bound to have maybe a little bit of fatigue, a fatigue game. Um, I don't know if this was fatigue, but he certainly looked a step slow um when, when trying to chase Kyrie around and, and and again just couldn't finish at the rim with the efficiency that he's been finishing of late. Uh, once again, the final score, the Brooklyn Nets defeat the Orlando Magic 150-108. to 108. Orlando is back in action Thursday against the Detroit Pistons. We'll have coverage of that game coming up on Friday's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. All the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore D. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to be doing a mini NCAA tournament preview, talk a little bit about the NBA draft and who to watch as the NCAA tournament tips off on Thursday. So definitely stay tuned for that. I'll hopefully have that episode up for you right in, right in the early morning so we can bury this game for good. Now, go make your second listen, Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. See you all next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.